once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoover Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Papa Newt of PapaNewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjurman Ali of TheConjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, Miss Michael of VoodooFoundry.com in Willits, California, bringing us today's topic on political magic. Afterwards, they'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of conjure or root work as defined and prescribed by the greatest social hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Miss Cat and Conjurman Ali. Miss Cat? <laughs> oh, I just made it in. <laughs> Thank you for a nice long introduction while I was catching my breath. Wow. I did. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Um, well, I had a, 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 a customer, but I won't even call him a customer, my friend Ray Brown. Some of you may know him because he's come out to our Hoodoo Heritage Festivals. He's a graduate of my course, and um, he had to come to have some mojos made. And uh, Ray is one of those gifted people who can tell one root from another. So we were we had all the roots out on the counter and uh were sorting and selecting and we made him two mojo bags and I just was able to just make two mojo bags, give him a hug and run up here. <laughs> so ah, I'm a little out of breath. Um but I always um love it when people who've uh come around the shop many many years, they they know us, they know who we are. They uh, trust the work, they trust who we are. And um, and Ray is a man who, you know, he could be a root worker himself for other people, but he doesn't do that. He just does it for himself. A very uh, wise man, a man of mature years, and a man who, when I showed him um, the book, Paper in My Shoe, and I showed him that Arabic Tawiz, he started reading off. I mean, he could. He knew the Surah Ikhlas, and he just started saying it in Arabic, man. He's a educated man and a very wide-ranging guy. So that was fun. I, I love to have um, that kind of work in my life. And if it makes me late for the radio show, well, tough. <laughs> but he said, <laughs> he said to send my greetings to you, Contraman Ali, because I said, well, I had a friend translate that, Tawiz, and he goes, oh, that man. He goes, I know that man. That's Ali. So <laughs> Ali, he said, you know who Ray Brown is. I think you've met him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, very kind he of said, him. I say hello back. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, yeah, he's uh, and uh, he's just a great guy. But he came all the way from Sacramento to see us, and he does about twice a year. And um, and we just always work hard to get him what he wants. And he's a man who wants whole roots if he can get them and none of these little broken up fragments, and that's the way it is. All right. Now, my other news, and very quickly, is that um, Daniel and uh, Rocky Carlson have finished the major construction on the rebuilding of Missionary Independent Spiritual Church. We are 
a few pieces of molding that need to be cut because the uh, all that Victorian gilded trim, that's all hand-cut hand special molding. You can't go down to the Home Depot and buy that stuff. And uh, so we have to have that made, and they have to make the knives for it, and it's going to be three weeks or so. But aside from that, the whole building is ready for the painting, and uh, it's just beautiful. And Daniel has gone back to Salinas, where he and his uh, father and mother for many years have run a stained glass shop. And so his dad and mom are going to make the stained glass that's going to go to replace the old stained glass, and they're going to copy the stained glass we had. And Bo Maldonado, who's done a lot of painting for us over the years and also used to work for the Lucky Mojo, uh, he's going to come in and do the painting. And we're hoping about by February we'll have all that molding and everything and all the extra little parts that we need. And we're going to have the final put it back together for the church. And I believe we're going to hold our opening when we have the apprenticeship in April. I mean, you know, we'll probably be using the building, but we'll have an official circumambulation because we got to put some stonework in and we got to get some electricity to it uh, which means digging a trench and um, you know all the usual things but the church construction the carpentry is a done deal it's beautiful looks good and we're very very happy with it many people have looked at it and said it's bigger than it was before but it's not it's exactly the same size and it says something about location it is it actually looks more impressive where it is now than where it was, but it's the same size. So that's my news um, from Lucky Mojo and from Missionary Independent Spiritual Church. I have nothing more to add, so let me ask you, how are you doing, Ollie? I'm doing uh, quite well. Very excited to hear about the developments from the developments of the church, but also hearing uh, about uh, Toises making their way in paper in my shoe. I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, mm-hmm. That sounds it's like it's going to be exciting and quite quite the book. Mm-hmm. Oh, paper in my shoe! It's been out. Don't you have a copy? I do not. I don't. I have to. Oh, oh, oh! That was when you went all PhD on us and didn't come to the festival and didn't get your uh, free yes, book. Ah, yes, I must have must have been yeah, away. Yeah, you missed that book. That uh, I'll have to send you a copy. The, um, the last, the last yes, book I have is the Art got of all Campbell. Your... Yeah, no, no, yeah, the paper in my shoe, that's been, you know what, the funny thing about it, I thought I just had to do that book because I was tired of drawing on little papers and explaining to people over and over how to make a petition paper, so I thought I'd write it all down, and I did, I put out this book, and I thought that book will never sell, but actually, that book has been a big seller, and I cannot explain why, yeah, because all it is is just page after page after page of how to draw papers, it starts off with some of those, um, those Jewish prayer bowls, you know, and it just says, like, here's a spiral, here's a straight line, here's lines crisscrossed, here's repeated, here's backwards, here's forwards. Yeah, and um, I was I was very interested to see how well that sold. It never occurred to me that that would be anything but kind of a specialized book. I'll send you a copy, so of course. It, it also has the prayer bowls in there as well, so you've got a whole world survey of working yeah. with petitions and prayers. Oh, yep, that is really it. cool. It has it has samples of Chinese food charms and and Sanskrit um, prayer papers and it's it's everything. I mean, you know, it's kind of you know me. I'm you know Little Miss World Survey, but yeah, yeah, I'll send you a copy, hon. You 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 need that. But anyway, oh, I lo- uh, I'd love it. Yeah, yeah, and your name got mentioned. 
<laughs> Didn't take your name in vain. I thank you profusely. <laughs> you are too kind. You are too kind. I'm very excited. I love your approach when you, you take this kind of world survey approach in your books. It's such, it be, not only is it informative, but people also get to see the connections between cultures and the way that people think about certain things, even if cultures don't yeah. necessarily always interact with one another. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, and when you look at the way that Hoodoo has picked up um, the different ways yeah. of writing petitions from different um, different cultures, different methodologies, and a lot of uh, the use of imagery too, you know, little hearts, little eyes, little dollar signs, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, it's got a bit of everything in it. And I, I, I actually, when I was showing Ray how to, he said, show me how to make a paper. I said, well, I got a book on it here. He goes, now show me yourself. So I sat there and I think I must have drawn, um, oh, probably uh, 12 to 15, 16 uh, different examples of how to write a petition. And I realized as I was doing them, Nagashiva was there watching me. Half of them aren't even in that book because there's, they're all based on whatever your need is. There's People said, mm-hmm. I must repeat the name X number of times. No, no, it's based on what you want to do and what your mm-hmm. need is and also who taught you and how you learned. And different people Very do it differently. True. All Very right, well, um, tell me how things are in your practice right now. I know you're working hard. Things are things are great. They're fantastic. I've taken up a couple of court case work, surprisingly. Usually it's the season uh, comes about, and it's mostly uh, blessing work, home work, uh, bringing, uh, home blessing work, bringing families back together, a lot of reconciliation. And while certainly this season that's, that's happened, I've also uh, stumbled across a couple court cases that are, look like they're going to be long and drawn out um, and involved for probably several several months. Uh, into 2019, so that's going to be interesting. And I'm very much looking forward to the topic uh, for today or this week, political magic, because it's something that's very dear and close to my heart, especially given how weird 2017 has turned out to be. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, court cases and political cases are kind of specialties for some people. Oh, Both yeah. Um, and some people do really well with court cases. There are people who also are what we might call political fixers. In other words, they prevent mm-hmm. something from, um, uh, you know, uh, coming to a court case, you know. Yeah. And uh, so this has always been a, a part of hoodoo. Don't let anyone uh, tell you that it's not. Don't let anyone tell you that, oh, all that hoodoo ever deals with is love, money, and cursing because that's just not true. And there are a lot of um, uh, workings and spells that have been uh, you know, passed down through the years that have to do with everything from um, mediation through court cases, mm-hmm. through um, politics, and including uh, setting up personal relationships with some of the people in power in a small town or a large town. It's easier in a small town. So we're going to bring Miss Michael in, but before I bring her in, we're going to talk about political um, uh, conjure or impeaching root work or whatever we're going to call it. Um, but um, I'm going to bring in Miss Michael because she hasn't been on the show in quite a while, and uh, some of you may not remember her beautiful voice. So welcome to the show, Miss Michael. It's good to be back. Yeah, speak up a little bit. You're kind of soft. Now, uh, okay, Miss Michael is the. There she is. Good. Uh, she's the co-author of Hoodoo Bible Magic. Talk about well-selling books. That is a book that sells very well. 
And um, that is a book that is a perennial favorite. If you don't have a copy of Hoodoo Bible Magic, you go out and get yourself one. That's by Miss um, Michael and uh, Professor Porterfield. They are the co-authors. And we never could have had that book but for Miss Michael. It's a, it's a classic. It will always be in print. Beautiful book. And Miss um, Michael is also a person who practices bibliomancy, and she probably will grace us with some of that on the show, which is um, opening up the Bible and reading Bible verses um, for a divination. So, Miss Michael, how are things in lovely Willits, California? Um, well, the town itself is kind of proceeding as usual. They're uh, starting to put up the Christmas decorations in the streets, and they're also starting the Shop Small campaign. Um, hmm. Really, they've really been hitting supporting local businesses really hard. They're trying to keep the town thriving, um, and uh, they've been uh, trying to attract tourist dollars mm-hmm. and hit some snags there. But they, you know, the Chamber of Commerce is coming together. They've got a plan. Uh, we had a bypass put in, and and all the the local hippie pessimists mm-hmm. with whom I do mm-hmm. sympathize uh, mm-hmm. w- assumed that that uh, the town was going to just wither away on the vine. But uh, there's a nearby town that had a uh, bypass put in decades ago, and they're thriving because mm-hmm. they knew what to do. Um, well, so, this is the local politics. I'm, I'm just going to uh-huh. break in here. I was expecting you to tell me about what kind of cases you're doing, but I think it's interesting well, that, that you talked too. about your local town. Well, but this is good because really, when we talk about politics, we all think about you know our national government, international, mm-hmm. and whatever happens mm-hmm. when we go to Google News. But what you're talking about is actually uh, attraction work and look me over work for a town that's had a bypass put in. If you all don't live in a small town, you don't know that can be a death sentence to a town. It has been oh, yeah. many, but it also yeah. can be an invitation to become a destination location instead of a. That's what they're trying to do. Have, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I did have some people hear some local citizens say, now that the highway isn't going down Main Street and it doesn't take me half an hour to get to the store, um, I'm going into businesses I didn't know were there. Mm-hmm. So well, it does free up the Main Street for the, for yeah, the you local know, people. Th- yeah, that that's the funny thing. And, and people begin, you know, what started off as a nice little two-lane highway through town and how picturesque becomes wall-to-wall, bumper-to-bumper, and you can't even cross Main yep. Street anymore, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So there are reasons for it, but you have to have beautiful signage. You have to have a presence That's on right. the web. And this is, you have to have and exactly what you were talking about, a cooperative city council. So let's just start with the city council. All right, we're going to start small. Here you are. Mm-hmm. What kind of political work, and I'm talking about conjure work, prayer work, what would you do for that city council to help them and help the town of Willits? And I'm going to pitch in with some ideas too, and maybe Ali will as well. What? Just give, Let's give a quick spell. What would you do for that? Well, if you are feeling ambitious, uh, you could start attending city council meetings and mm-hmm. uh, dress your forehead, your third eye, and your earlobes, and if you wear glasses, the eyeglass frames too, with King Solomon wisdom to keep yourself mm-hmm. alert and attentive, and track it in on mm-hmm. your shoes too to make everybody smarter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And okay, that was your that was your third eye, your earlobes. What was the other uh-huh. one? Your hands and your hands and your shoes? N- uh, no, uh, your shoes and your eyeglasses, mm-hmm. or maybe your and eyeglasses. your eyeglasses. Ah, of course, eyeglasses. Yeah, everywhere. I got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Definitely track it in on your shoes, because then everybody steps in it and tracks it all over the building. That's beautiful. I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna give you one uh, that I would do if it was my little town and they had it had a highway bypass. I would say I'm gonna put some money and I'm gonna walk around uh, the bypass. In other words, um, I'm gonna start where you leave the the freeway and mm-hmm. I'm gonna start putting down coins, maybe pennies, maybe dimes. I'm gonna have a lot of coins and I'm gonna throw those coins. You know, follow the yellow brick road, guys. Mm-hmm. Bring the coins on into town. I would dress those coins. Um, oh, you know, look me over would be a good one. Attraction mm-hmm. and money drawing. Dress those mm-hmm. coins, and then I would just scatter those coins all down the path that leads into town. And uh, uh, tuck them in different little places. I would just be that little eccentric lady that's, oh, look at those yeah. geraniums. Aren't they cute? And I stick a coin. I'd put a coin mm-hmm. in everybody's flower pot. I'd put a coins all up and down the street, and uh, and then I'd uh, stop and I would not go on the exit back to the freeway. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Just yeah. bring it uh-huh. into the center of town. Oh, well, That's called dress, go, dress go, money. Okay. So you start at one side of the bypass into town. That's one lane because, you know, it goes, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm really, really, but you could do it from either edge, of t- from both edges of town. Right, but you only want to go on the in- yeah. inbound. You don't want to go on the outbound because yeah. uh-huh. you don't want the money to and leave. You, you want to bring the money in. And you start right. at the heart of the business district, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's, my, that's my little one. Now, Ali, what would you do? Local politics, we're just going local. We're going to spread out in a minute. But what are we going to do mm-hmm. for this little town that's been bypassed? Yeah, I'm a, a big believer of working two ways. One, directly on the people involved, and two, on – the spirit of the town itself. All towns have a spirit. All towns have a land spirit or the city of the, or the spirit of the city that you can call upon or work upon uh, to assist you, especially um, in situations like this. Uh, you can work with the dirt of the center of the city. If there is a center, a lot of older places have it. Some uh, cities don't. For example, Orange County down in Southern California is designed very deliberately not to have a town center in order to avoid people congregating mm-hmm. or gathering together. Um, but you mm-hmm. can find places, usually a, a central monument, uh, something that symbolizes the heart of the city. Gather the dirt there bring it back home and light candles in that dirt. Um, I was also taught to put just a pinch of sugar in it to sweeten up the spirit and call upon the spirit, ask for it to aid and to bring it favorable. If you have the spirit of the town on your side, you can get a lot done, especially in regards to any type of politics. And then work directly on the people. Find out who is on the city council, who will be approving those things. Place them in your shoe. Go in and attend those meetings and make sure that you bring powders with you. Go in super early and mix the powders in with uh, dirt and lay them out so that every person who walks in is going to track that in and is going to be under your influence. And then sit in the, in the town hall, and as you, they speak, you just lightly tap your foot so that you are exerting influence and control over them. And you do this before you even have to get up and speak or before any on your side have to get up and speak and present. But working in this two-way fashion, bringing in a spiritual ally and then working directly on to 
the individuals is one way that I influence local politics all the time. That's all. That's all really good stuff. And I'm going to say another thing. Just uh, if you put up um, papers, you know how people staple papers to telephone mm-hmm. poles and stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, address those papers with powder. Um, mm-hmm. In other words, if uh, for town meetings, right? Um, and uh, you know we're going to have a, a talk here about the sewage system or whatever it's going to be, and we want people mm-hmm. to show up. Address the papers uh, as you. Um, uh, you know, staple them up, and uh, mm-hmm. then, um, then now we're going to go. Let's let's take this a little wider because I know that most people in America down now, they're not like me and Miss Michael. They don't live in a little town. I live in a little town of two thousand people. How many people mm-hmm. live in Willits? I think it's about seven thousand. Hang, hang, right. hang on, hang on, just well, a that's all. Right. You, I'll, I'll, I'll take a rain check on it. Uh, (laughs) Uh, 5,000 Okay 5,000, all right How many people live where I'm not going to call the name of your city Conjurman Ali Because I know you want to keep a little privacy Between yourself and your adoring fans Um, But (laughs) the town you live in Or city you live in, Ali How about how what's the population? Any idea? 20,000, 36,000? Yeah, it's it's pretty high up there And then the problem also with the Orange or the cities in Orange County is that it's technically Orange County is really one big city the way it's designed. It has yeah. a lot of these little smaller cities, and that way it's kind of like New York. So you have a massive population of people living in a quite small area. But as far as I remember, I think it's almost 40,000. 40,000. Okay. I was pretty close when I said 36,000. Yeah. And I want to say something for those people who do not know and who listen to this show. When you're in an area like that, we all know you can tell you move from one town to another because the color of the street signs changes. That's yeah. it. Because otherwise, it's wall to wall exactly. town, wall to wall city. But each city has its own little city council and its own little mayor or board mm-hmm. of directors or incorporated whatevers. And um, so you can treat. But forty thousand people is different than five thousand, and five thousand is in the same range as two thousand, is a little bigger. So now we're moving up to somebody though who's in. Well, we, we could just say you're in Greater Orange County, but if you yeah. look at it from a satellite, Greater Orange County is part of Greater Los Angeles, right? Yes. I mean, it's sort of you know all the way from San Diego to Santa Barbara. It's just right. <laughs> so now you have a lot, a lot of politics to deal with. Well, maybe not your local uh, police department and maybe not your local mayor, but there are going to be bioregional political decisions mm-hmm. made. One of the ways I like to talk about with people is watersheds. Okay, now mm-hmm. people think, well, she's yes. an old hippie. Guess what? I am an old hippie. No problem with being an old hippie, but I learned something that a lot of Modern young people who grew up in a city, they don't know. What are the boundaries of your watershed, and what is a watershed? So I'm going to talk about earth magic for just a moment in relation to politics. You can go up, and you can just go ask anybody who's a geologist, uh, water management, just say, where are the boundaries of the watershed that we're in? And there will be, for every part of the world, there are places where the water drains down. Some watersheds are big. But if you think of a watershed as kind of like a, 
an extension of the river upwards or an extension of a pond upwards. Some watersheds just drain into themselves. You get these inland lakes that don't go nowhere. But most watersheds drain into a river that eventually goes to the ocean. But right half a mile away, right over the crest of that ridge, that water may drain into a different river and end up entering the ocean uh, 200 miles to the north. You don't know until you know your watersheds. So why do I mention watersheds? We don't divide our nation uh, logically. We just divide it on squares, rectangles. Some some boundaries follow rivers, but following the river is backwards. The river is at the bottom of the watershed. What you should be following is the ridges. Now, this is the way that Native Americans and also the early Anglo settlers figured it out. Mm-hmm. You follow the ridges. You don't follow. I mean, you travel on the rivers, but the boundary of territory is the ridge top. Now, once you know your watershed, you can walk, drive, or somehow get around your watershed. You can put up protection from your watershed. Mm -hmm. You can bless your watershed, and you know that everything you drop on the ground is going to go down and into that watershed. It will not go over to the next watershed over. It's your watershed, right? Anything you put into your watershed will stay in your watershed until it slowly makes its way to the ocean, unless you're in the Great Basin or one of those completely contained, like a pockmark-type watershed. Think about it, because now what you're going to do is some political work for the good of the earth. So here's what I would recommend you do. You're going to walk that watershed. Well, most of us can't walk it. It's going to be 50, 60-mile hike, 70-mile. It depends on how big your watershed is. It might be a small one. It might be a big one. Well, you could drive it. Drive as close to the tops as you can. You'll find there are some ridgetop roads. Once you have it figured out, I want you to go along your watershed, and I want you to put up some really good prayers and protection. Now, all you know, I'm not going to call out a product that you have to use. Um, Any kind of uh, prayers or protection that are comfortable to you would be what you do as you go along this. It might take you two weeks to cover the whole edge perimeter of that watershed, but you've now put prayers all around it. And you've said, now, everything within this watershed, let blessings roll down from the ridge crest down into the river or wherever it's going to go. And it, it's a beautiful way to work. It's a very natural way to work. Now, what are you going to drop on there? Let's think about it. Who lived in your watershed who was a great person, a great woman, a great man, a person of vision, a person of of uh, political adeptness, the local town hero, the you know, the lovely, young, beautiful woman who ended up becoming a, a an entertainer and an actress, and then she became a producer, and, you know, she became a, a Hollywood star. And, uh, the you know, the, the doctor who invented that vaccine that saved so many lives, there's going to be people from your watershed who want that area preserved. That scientist who spent all his years working for the environment. Whatever it may be, whether it's environmental, whether it's political, whether it's that businessman who started that factory that kept everyone in the valley employed. You're going to get dirt from that person's grave. And um, you can uh, call that dirt and say to him or her, um, Mr. So-and-so, Ms. So-and-so, please guard my valley. Please guard my watershed. Please, Please be with us now. We need your help. And you take that dirt and you sprinkle it around as you make your circuit. It's a very, very fascinating way to work. It You could just go on the boundaries of your town. If you have a little town, there's going to be an edge. Your town has an edge. 
But for most of us, in an area like Orange County, there's no edge. I mean, you could walk, yeah, where the street signs change color. But I'm saying, walk the watershed. Miss Michael says, our local watershed actually has a website. Tell me about that, Miss Michael. Where do you find that? Matil.org. It's named after the two rivers that share a watershed. One is the Eel River, and I can't remember... It's a compound name, so I can't remember uh, wow. the Isn't name of the other great. river, the full name of the other river. Yeah. Isn't that a lot of great. people are See, involved so, in protecting that watershed. Yeah. So without clean water, we have nothing. And, you know, here mm-hmm. comes Kat with Maslow's hierarchy of human needs again. Water first. Water first. We always say earth first, you know, but it's really water first because um, without water you, well, actually air first, we can say. Without air, you'll die real quick. But <laughs> while you're thinking about that, you need water, then food, and so forth, in a sort of an increasing, um, you know, then you need a piece of land to stand on and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. So let's work that way. Now, I know a lot of people probably tune into this show and they go, how do we get rid of Mr. So-and-so, a politician we don't like? Well, <laughs> we're talking first about strengthening. You have to work mm-hmm. from a position of strength. That's right. You can't go yeah. in there all broken in spirit and all hurt and all yeah. you know, just crumpled up and say, gee, I, I just wish that Mr. Trump wouldn't be president anymore. And you can't yeah. go in there all stupid and call, oh, that orange Cheeto, I hate him. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. You have to work from within the system that will impeach Mr. Trump. And I'm going to just be outright and say it. I think the three of us agree, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Three of us yeah, agree? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I don't know about Papa Nude. I don't know about Papa Nude. Maybe he'll chime in. Do you agree, Papa Nude? Oh, I do. On the he does too. Okay. We got, <laughs> well, you know, wherever two or three are gathered together, um, we have a consensus. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's say, how do you? We're just going to now. We're going to go from the very little. How to have a little town survive the high, highway bypass all the mm-hmm. way? How do we get? this madman impeached out of our government. So, I'm going to turn it over to you, Ollie. You're a politician. Oh, yeah, I, you tell us. Yeah, I've, I, I've, working at the national level is something that I do very often. I also work, um, and this is where I think having allies is very important, working together, uh, praying together, having a prayer mm-hmm. circle, working um, in tandem with other people, lighting candles, it makes a difference because it's a chorus of voices calling out to spirit, and spirit listens. Um, And in particular, when you're working for so many people at once, because there's people who have conflicting ideas, conflicting opinions, and whatnot, and you need to be heard above the kind of noise and the rancor. Um, I'm actually part of a group, a semi-secret, not fully secret society, called the Order of St. Cyprian, and that's literally what we do. We're a network of, of root workers and magicians and sorcerers and all sorts uh, who gather together and work to shape national politics. We have two particular approaches. One is to check government uh, when, it, when it goes out of bounds, right, when it goes crazy, um, to support. And then the second is justice, particularly social justice. We work on things like uh, get, getting justice for people who this, the justice system has failed, very traditional root work in that regard, right? The spirit of the root worker has always been the ability to give voice to the marginalized when the system fails them, right? And that's something that we do quite often. We step in where, where it fails. And one of the ways that we work, um, and something that anyone can do, is work in groups. Get people who are like-minded, who are, who are willing to work towards a particular goal, 
and pray together. Call upon spirit together. Call upon the ancestors of the land together. Um, and, and work by lighting candles at the same time. You know, when the sun rises, we're all going to light this orange candle that calls upon truth to be revealed, or this white candle to bring serenity and peace. Or we're going to light this black candle with crossing oils. And if you can get involved, you'd be surprised how easy it is to access national politics. When President Obama was first running for office, we actually had one of our uh, agents or, or, or individuals, if you will, apprentices that were involved in the campaign, and we blessed his talismans that he kept in his pockets. We asked to see them. The person had a sneaky oil on them and then just picked up a couple very lightly. It was a very subtle way of influencing and blessing to assist election. So if you can get involved, going into campaign I, I offices gotta, I to lay down powders. I got to jump in here. Yes. You mentioned something. I'm going to mention this back. When President Obama was first running, when he was just candidate Obama, Najah yeah. Lightfoot Bagley was moved to oh, start yeah. a protection candle for him. And she lit little candles off of that, and she'd send that little candle to everybody who wanted mm. one. We had a meeting out at Jenner, California, down by the sea, and we lit candles. We lit dozens of candles. People would light them, pray over them, and snuff them, and give them to the person. Because mm-hmm. the, at the time, there had been assassination threats against President yep. well, soon to be President Obama. And we had a little glass heart candle holder, the kind that holds chime candles. You know, it's just a little, little lump of red glass in the shape of a heart. I'm sure you've all seen what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And I had put that in a bag, and I had the original candle from Najah plus a candle that I had lit, and all these little candles I'd lit. When he ran again, we lit them again, just let them, let them go, give them out, snuff them. When our church burned down, our whole church burned to the ground, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Someone's sorting through the, the trash, and he comes up to me and, she, and says, uh, what's this? And it's this little burned bag. And inside was that glass heart, and it wasn't burned at all. Oh, wow. And the oh, wick, wow. just the wick of that little a four-inch candle that was left in that bag, just the wick was there. The wax had melted. It's all was still there. And I took that as a as a sign. Our our powerful magic, and there was hundreds of people. Najah yep. enrolled people all around the country and all around the world to protect President Obama from assassination yep. because there had been people arrested trying to assassinate him. I'm just going to say it works where a group of people yep. work. It works. And I exactly. seeing that little heart. I have that little heart. I'm going to put that all back. I'm going to use that little wick, light it. Because just the wick remains. All I just need to do is light that wick and light a new candle from it. I'm ready to go. Joining together, I'm telling you, people. You know, people. We try. We see this as a kind of solitary practice, but it doesn't have to be. And in particular, in Hoodoo, which is a, such a strong community element. I mean, uh, it's, this comes out of the black community where churches pray for people and for politicians and and bless. And this is something that root doctors can do and getting together. And with the Internet, it makes it so easy. Hey, I'm getting together a group of people who are going to pray for this particular bill, right? We're going to do these Mm -hmm. types of workings. We're going to outline these candles. We're going to recite these verses from the Bible. Guess what? Mm -hmm. You've got a great power. You've got a powerful, powerful prayer group going right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So now let's, let's let's take it back. That was about protection, but we're going to talk mm-hmm. about uh, tearing uh, someone down. So, um, you know, 
we know that right now there's some stuff going on, FBI investigation and all that. Mm-hmm. If You know, mm-hmm. people like the Solomonic Seals because they're circles, right? People love the Solomonic Seals. Have you ever noticed that the seals and logos of uh, government agencies also tend to be circular? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. FBI. The FBI logo. So let's take the FBI logo. All right. We want to magnify the FBI right now. Right. We want the FBI to be um, having some power here. We want. Um, uh, the investigation to proceed. Well, what might we use to represent investigation? Well, I like to use the symbol of an eyeball. The eyes, the eyes of the FBI are upon you all the live long day, right? So I might write out a petition. And uh, if you have that book, Paper in My Shoe, you'll see where I took the the name of John Brown and put eyeballs in between. There's an actual key character that you can get on some fonts. It's an eyeball, but you can draw it if you want to. So, D, well, eyeball, D, eyeball, O, eyeball, N, eyeball, so for Donald Trump, right? Put his full name out. With an eyeball between every letter, in every letter, he's being watched. They're watching you, Mm -hmm. Donald. They're watching you. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's a good way, and then burn a candle on that. And uh, the FBI is watching you. Well, again, I could do ten more spells, and I'm sure Mikhail will too. And and we're going to have one more free spell for politics at the end. But I hope this gives you guys some ideas how to protect and how to um, defend, and then how to remove from office those are bad people. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to do some readings now. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour with your hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Contraman Ali, and this week's special guest, Miss Michael, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination, and prescribing down-home contra remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo form at form.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through blog, talk, radio, or via telephone by dialing 818 394 8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the form, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we would like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, Papa Newt, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. Our first caller is calling in from area code 828 Eight in North Carolina. This is Nicole. Nicole, are you there? I'm here. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the show. I see this is your first time calling in, so thank you for allowing us to assist you in your situation. And uh, I do see here also you have not had any private readings with Miss Cat or Conjurman Ali, or have gone to any other readers or rubricers on this situation. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Thank you. And uh, Nicole writes, my boyfriend and I broke up three and a half years ago, lately due to cultural reasons, and then a topic of marriage and, and children came up. We went on our separate ways amicably, but the breakup uh, was extremely painful. We both moved to different states and had no communication with each other. Uh, but upon moving back, a number of uh, synchronicities, uh, things happened and seemed to pull us back together into each other's lives. Uh, I believe he's my 
soulmate and that we're meant to be together. Uh, it's, it's been a struggle trying to get over him. Turn back to you, Miss Kat. All right. Well, um, Nicole, I'm going to ask you a, a, a couple of uh, questions. It says here you moved back and um, and you found out that you know there was some connection still. Um, now, what I want to ask is, have you had face-to-face contact? Um, no, we haven't. I oh. um, I ran into him. Well, sort of ran into him one day. We were both going to the same. Well, that is face-to-face contact. Okay. Well, yes, sir. That is face-to-face contact. So you've had, but did you speak? Well, the thing is, is that I saw him walking in as he was leaving. So we didn't really see each other. It was like okay. A well, that's by. okay. So you you saw his physical body, but you didn't have no face-to-face contact and no communication. Okay. I'm just trying to Correct. to get an answer here to some very basic questions. What sign of the zodiac are you? I am a Scorpio. My moon is in Scorpio and the Cancer rising. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, what sign is he? He is a Pisces. Okay. Well, there's your problem. And I'll tell you what it is. Uh, Scorpio is a fixed sign, and they don't like to change. They don't like to change. And Cancer rising is very gentle very forgiving, um, very loving. Pisces, they're all water, which is great. Water water to water is a beautiful combination, but Pisces is mutable. He may have shifted and changed, and you may not have. I'm I'm married to a Scorpio, and this man still keeps a, a bicycle lock and chain from a bicycle that was stolen from him years ago and still curses the man or boy or girl or whoever it was, the unknown thief who stole his bicycle. To this day, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've been I've been living with this man for all years, right? He still curses the guy who stole his bicycle. Scorpios <laughs> never give up. They are persistent. In fact, if you yeah. look in that book paper in my shoe that I mentioned, there he is, cursing the man who stole the bicycle. So <laughs> the problem here is not so much that the two of you are incompatible. The problem is that as a Pisces, he's mutable, and he may have moved on. So although you may be persistent and feel he's your soulmate, um, at this time, that may not be the case astrologically. Okay? I'm just going to say that. Not only that, um, you know, the the idea that, that people are meant to be together requires that you postulate a, a love deity of love goddess or love god or maybe a giant accountant in the sky who says oh i'm putting those two together it's like a mating chart for sheep right well that sheep is going to mate with that one and they all have a offspring and i'll mate it with that i don't think there's anyone up there keeping track i think we do have free will so while sometimes we say a mating may nick and that which means they they fit together just like two things that were like jagged cut and they just ah, they fit together wow some matings nick and some don't, but I'm I'm going to say I'm going to read the cards, but I'm going to say first of all, think about your own um, state of mind and think about um, what drove you apart in the first place, and and knowing that you're a Scorpio and that you want persistence, but you may not get it. Okay, uh, first card I have is Justice. Well, that's interesting. Justice is the card of restoration of balance. It's a card of peace. It's a card of balance and uh, calmness. It means not too hot, not too cold, and 
it tells me that one of the first things that should happen here is that you yourself should come to a calmness about this thing. Don't be asking too much. Don't be telling too much. Don't be expecting too much. Don't um, offer more than you're given. Stay in balance, right? If you are to meet up with him and if you are to talk, keep your cool because this is a card of justice. It may be that you are destined to see one another again. It may be. But this is not a card of passionate love, you know, forever. And it's just a card that tells me that um, you you may pursue calm reunion. Calm reunion. But don't go all crazy on it. The next card I have is called the Four of Cups. Now, this shows a young man under a tree with his legs crossed and his arm crossed and a sulky look on his face, kind of, and his hair is all messy, too. In front of him are three golden cups on the grass, and a little hand is coming out of a cloud, offering him a fourth golden cup. It's like a little angel hand offering him a cup, and he's shaking his head no. This is somebody to whom you can make the fourth offer. Um, he's been he's refused three times, and each time the, you know, the hand had to put the little cup down in the grass. Well, isn't this good, beautiful golden cup from heaven good enough for you? Uh uh-uh. uh Well, how about this little golden cup from heaven? Nope. Well, here's another little golden cup from heaven. Nope. Now, usually, what we tell you three times is true, but heaven provides him with an unusual offer, the fourth offer, and if he makes the fourth refusal. That angel hand ain't coming back again. So <laughs> think about how you're going to approach him and what your uh, offers will be if you do see him. But this says he's a bit of a, a sulky person. He may not. He may he may refuse you. But if he refuses you four times, don't come back and ask no more. You get one extra grace ask. You know what I'm saying? Usually it's three. I tell people, ask three times and never more. Now you get four on this one. And the uh, the next card, the third card in the row, is a card that tells me there is something here that's energy that flows between the two of you. It's called the star. And it's a card of a naked woman uh, down by the water. And she she's by a little pool, and she pours water into a pond, and she pours water into uh, from a pitcher onto the grass and make little flowers grow. So this is about love for love's own sake. You may always love him, but you may not get much for it. The woman is naked. She's like a, a goddess. She's giving and giving till she doesn't have nothing of her own. But she loves to give, and there's a big star overhead, and that's the star Venus. And there are seven smaller stars around. Those are called the seven sisters or the Pleiades. So my feeling is you may work on this at least until spring um, when the Pleiades are up. Sun's in the Pleiades. It passes the horns of Taurus. And um, I would say that would be would be fine. But only work out of love and work and give Give what you want to give. Give from your heart. The water represents love, just like those cups did in the second card. But you will work. It doesn't matter to what I say, essentially. But I'm not telling you that you're going to gain this person's love again. What I'm going to tell you is you may learn something about what a good, generous, kind, loving person you are. Because she gives 
because it feels good to give, not because she expects a return. Now, you may have some connection with him, um, but um, you're struggling to get over with him. That's the first card, return to balance. Second card, you may make offers and he may refuse. And in the end, the star says you will learn that what you give is from your heart and you could give that to someone else. Okay? That's my uh, that's my take on it. Um, let's see what Michael has to say. Okay, that's that's very, very poetic and there's a lot of truth in it. I get the Page of Cups. Oh, boy. Uh, for hmm. some reason, okay, because... There's a little fish in that cup, and it's it's looking it's looking at the guy who's holding the cup, and you know this is miraculous. I have a live fish in my cup, and uh, it puts me in mind of that old folk tale about uh, the man who caught a talking fish in his net, and the fish said, "If you let mm-hmm. me go, I'll grant you a wish." Uh huh. And so he said, "Okay," and he went back. He made some wish or other, went back home to his wife. And she said, you idiot, you could have wished for a new house. We're living in this falling down shack. And so she said, go back, catch it again, get another wish. So he did. And she kept escalating the wishes until she wanted to be Pope, and she got to be Pope, and then she wanted to be God, and that was too much. Okay? (laughs) So, okay, all right. You don't want to be in that situation where you keep hoping and pressing and wishing until it blows up in your face. And the mm-hmm. next card is consistent with that. Another cup card, the five. Okay, Miss Cat pulled the four. All these opportunities and gifts and blessings that you have not paid any attention to because you've been focused on this man. And the five of cups is you're focused on the loss of him. And if it doesn't work out, yeah, it could very well break you up pretty badly. But even if it happens... You're not going to lose everything. Uh, The man in this picture is ignoring the two cups full of delicious wine that are still left standing. All right? Mm -hmm. Next is the moon, um, which most readers will tell you uh, means hidden enemies. I haven't seen anything else to indicate that yet. Neither has Miss Cat. But it certainly means the cyclical you know, the waxing and waning, like the moon, of, uh, you know, maybe this man's affections, uh, maybe just the astro- the astrological weather. Um, the time may not be ripe, you know, things may be working against you. Oh, my Lord. Okay, I'm going to go back to the more traditional interpretation of this because the last card is the Seven of Swords, the Liar's card. Um, it's possible that he may have been told some things about you that aren't true, uh, and it could be as general as, well, you know, girls from not our ethnicity are just no good and no use to you. Um, or it may be a caution for you not to lie to yourself in pursuing this mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Wow. Uh, take well, good that care was of yourself. Yeah, that was a deep one. All righty, let's uh, turn this over to Ollie. And I'm going to just say something. She did a fourth card, the Seven of Swords. Um, that's a that's a difficult card, so we're just going to keep that in mind. And it, Don't pass over that too lightly. He may have been told lies about you. You may be lying to yourself, or he may lie to you. There's some Someone's going to tell an untruth here, okay? 
All right, Ollie, take it away. Yeah, um, I think you've gotten over some fantastic readings here, and in particular with the readings, as I understand them, are saying is be honest with yourself. There's a chance to kind of reconcile or clear the air between the two of you. I know you guys didn't end horribly, but to have kind of a chance to reconnect, um, in, but the reconnection is not really, uh, it doesn't immediately equal uh, a resumption of romance. Instead, it's it's about bringing balance and harmony, about kind of, you know, saying, okay, now now I've had that. Now I'm now the world is right. So this is very important to recognize. I mean, that justice card really speaks to me and goes, okay, you can have this, but that's not a love card. That's not saying, hey, he's going to come back into your life. So we're going to do some work here to both help you to give a little bit of clarity for you, um, but also to uh, kind of draw him in a little bit for reconciliation without doing any type of coercive work or a lot of heavy work because I don't want you dedicated too heavily to this. And in particular, with the new year coming, you should be focused on what the new year can bring you and what new love can bring you. So I'm going to give you some workings, and I want you to do them. I want you to start off with a, a bath, and in particular because you had so many cup cards and lunar cards and so many water cards, we're going to focus on starting off with a bath. This is both to help you to clear away any blockage and to help to start this process. Get yourself some rose some violet leaves, and some rue. You're going to brew this into a tea. Pour yourself, draw yourself a bath. Pour the rose, violet leaf, rue tea into that bath. Add milk, add honey, stir it around so that it's nice, make it a temperature that you're comfortable with. Add a couple drops of clarity oil to this. Just a couple drops, and let yourself soak. I've given this a uh, bath before. It's my love reconciliation bath. It's uh, my go-to for situations like this. It's very great uh, to help unblock things, to bring in clarity, to remove hurts, to open up the possibility of either reconciliation or new love. So start off with this. Do this for a period of seven days. Then I want you to get your favorite perfume Whatever it is, um, it can some something that you custom made, something that you buy that's commercial. You are going to add to this a couple drops of reconciliation and return to me oil, and a Queen Elizabeth root. So you can pour this into a, another container that you're going to use every day when you take that bath for seven days. You're going to end the bath by letting yourself air dry. When you've air-dried, you will then place this perfume on you. This perfume is to waft your spiritual and literal scent into the air to draw this person to you. As you're putting it on, you should be speaking to him, calling out his name. So-and-so, wherever you are, you will smell something and remember me. And this is a very important way of, of doing reconciliation work because scent is the most, most powerful scent when it comes to memory. So especially if you were in your town again, putting on this perfume will guarantee that he'll start thinking of you, that he'll remember, that he will smell something, that it will recall you, and that he will find his way back to you. Every day when you finish that bath, you put on this perfume. And you keep doing this until... 
Uh, you've had your opportunity to connect with him. See what comes from it. Have that conversation. Maybe it's just a, hey, I've missed you. It's about, How's your life? Great. But then move on. I want you to recognize that the end of this month is your deadline. If by the end of this month he has not returned and you have not had a chance to reconcile or, or have a, that moment, then it's time for you to move on. Repeat the bath without adding the perfume at the end. And repeating the bath will help seal, say, okay, I'm cleaning myself, cleansing myself, and healing from this. When, when you do the bath the second time, gather a bit of the used bath water and dispose at the uh, at a running water of some sort, like a river. Walk away and don't look back. Start off with this to open the doors and then end with this bath to say, I'm now done with this. I'm ready for something new. That's my recommendation. Let's see if Miss Cat and uh, Miss Michael have anything further to add. Well, I have a question. And I know this because people are going to ask. You said do yeah. this for one month uh, until the end of the month. Now, they're yeah. going to say, well, Ollie said to do this bath, and it was, uh, let's see, he said this on the, the third, and so that would be uh, this month has 31 days. <laughs> That's, uh, you know what I mean? People people take it very yeah. seriously. Why yeah, did yeah. you say the end of this month? Because it's the end of the year? Or yes, because you just felt means. inspired? Mm-hmm. End of the year, and that's what I feel spiritually, that you need to move on, that the caller needs to move on at the end of the year. So it's not 30 days. It's at the end of December, if he's not back, it's time to move on. But so this is an individual prescription. Yes. Not yes. a rule. That's I just want to make sure mm-hmm. people understand it, because people always say, oh, they have these rules, but they don't. They don't. No, no. Okay. It's individual. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, that's a very, uh, very lovely thing. I'm going to say one other thing. If you have still have trouble as on, on December 31st, if doing all of this has not settled your heart and mind, for the love of God, take a black walnut bath and get it over with. Mm-hmm. And uh, that would be to take nine walnuts, whether they're black walnuts or, or nine walnuts from the grocery store, boil them up in water, and wash yourself with that walnut water and let him go. Let him go, go let him go, God bless him wherever he may be. <laughs> That's that is a way to end your affection for someone. All right. Well here comes our music and Papa Newt's gonna come back and we're gonna have our next client and uh Papa Newt, take it away. Support for this programming is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com. And by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners, located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of missionary independent spiritual churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our next client. Our next client we are taking straight from the queue at area code 619 in California. This is Anna. And how are you there? Hello. Hi. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for taking Hi. my phone call. Uh, you're welcome. And, uh, and I do see Anna writes here that um, I am looking for a long-term boyfriend. 
turn it back to you, Miss Kat. Yes, that's true. You know, I I had friends, one friend, another friend, mostly one friend, and it didn't turn out to be a relationship. I don't think he is available, even if he is interested okay. to date me. Well, let's, so let's like someone. Okay. Who, Okay, well, well, we, we understand the question. Now we're going to ask you some questions before we get down into reading for you. What's your sign of the zodiac? I'm Gemini. A Gemini. Okay, and Geminis are very smart, and um, they are people who are uh, talkative, very good at writing and reading, very uh, interesting people, multi-talented, and often very gifted with their fingers and hands as well. Okay, now I'm going to uh, turn this over to Ollie for a reading. She's looking for a long-term boyfriend, but do we want to do a reading? Let me ask Anne. Anne, do you want a reading or you just want three different spells? Well, maybe a reading. Okay, she wants a reading. Well, some people just call up and say, the heck with the reading, give me the spells. But she wants <laughs> a reading, so Ollie, you go ahead. Yeah, I I've done two readings here, and I'm going to tell you what the, what they say. First, I've pulled a geomantic chart, and second, the cards to reaffirm this. And the geomantic chart um, gives us some kind of interesting answers here. On one hand, when we look at the uh, the shield and the kind of right witness, left witness, and judge, which acts as kind of past, present, and future, we see here the right witness is is Kappa Draconis, the head of the dragon, meaning starting something new. And the judge is populous. And this tells us that, yes, you will have more offers and you will continue to have uh, an opportunity for relationships coming forward. But there is an issue. When we look at the house chart, the seventh house, which is the house of relationships, is Cauda Draconis, which is the tail of the dragon. That means something has to end before you're finally able to um, have a long-term relationship. There's still something there that needs to be dealt with, some type of bones in the closet that need to be addressed. It could be uh, relationship-wise. It could be uh, a, ro- a past romance. It could be something different. But it does mean that something has to be addressed and dealt with and put to rest. Something has to come to a complete and total end before you finally move on. And the hidden factor here is the uh, or what's known as the projection of points is Rubius in the fourth house and this is what tells us something with an older gentleman there's something going on here this could possibly be an ancestor but also very likely a living individual that something has been overturned so your relationship with your father your grandfather or with an ancestor that needs to be addressed um, and fixed before you're able to move on now Geminis have lots of friends not that many long-term relationships. So that part of this is just the nature of Geminis. But there is something else going on here. You need to deal with this other component, this other kind of relationship that needs to be fixed and the kind of the, the uh, you know, the trouble there and the skeletons and closet need to be put to rest before you're able to move on. And this is confirmed by my tarot reading, which has the sun as the first card, the ten, ten of Pentacles as the second card, and the Lovers as the final card. Sun speaks to the friendships that you've had. Oh, you have had several of them. Uh, see them as blessings and happiness and joy as they are. Don't see them as failures. The Ten of Pentacles is, again, that, that the same figure that showed up in uh, the geomantic chart. It speaks to some type of relationship with an older male that needs to be dealt with first. 
um, before you'll be able to move on. And once the, the kind of uh, legacy there or, or the uh, destiny there is dealt with, then you can finally have the lovers, which is the final card. So the answer is yes. You will be able to get long-term love. You're not destined to be alone in any way, shape, or form, but there is some baggage. There is some unfinished business that needs to be addressed first. And this has to do with some older male in your life, whether father, grandfather, or an ancestor spirit. Um, and only when that is addressed and only when that is kind of laid to rest and dealt with properly will you start to uh, have real opportunities for long-term love. I see that you'll probably have uh, a, a option around springtime of 2018. That's what my reading says. Um, we've got some interesting details from it. Let's see what Miss Michael can add, and then we are going to have Miss Kat give you some group work advice. Thank you so much, Ellie. Okay. Okay, okay. I have already pulled some cards, and I don't have four this time. I have five because I usually pull four, but one fell out of the deck saying, pick me, and it was the hermit who is, guess what, an old man. Okay? Mm-hmm. Next comes the five of wands, a siege, a battle that you possibly shouldn't be involved in. Next comes the fool, which I apologize for my cards being rude now. Uh, somebody doesn't think much of your wisdom, and it may be this old man, this influential figure, or possibly an ancestor spirit. Next comes the six of coins, your pentacles, your own impulses to be generous, possibly too generous, to hand money out by the fistfuls rather than to count it and budget. Um, not necessarily literal money, bits of your heart, your time, your attention, your energy. Um, the last card is the Page of Cups, okay? Uh, once again, um, you know, making magic, uh, extravagant wishes on that magical fish until the fish says, enough of this, this is just not rational or reasonable. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'm not sure whether it is actually true that you are being foolish and giving too much and demanding too much, or if somebody... Uh, has convinced you that that's the way you are. And perhaps you're not, perhaps what you need is courage. I'm not really sure which way it is, so I'm going to open the Bible. And that leads, I'm going to go to the words of Jesus, because I think you need a friend. All right? All right. So, we've got Matthew, chapter 15, verse 3, just, and that says, This is Jesus quoting, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? So, you have learned the wrong lessons from life. What I'm being led to here is that you have been uh, told and convinced of the truth of things that actually don't work for you. Okay? It's like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for example, uh, don't let don't let boys know how smart you are. They won't like it. So you get stuck with stupid boyfriends. That may, mm-hmm. that example may not apply, but yeah. that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That's what I got. All right. Wow. All righty. Well, what we have here then is some difficulty. And um, I'm going to go back to what your original question was because I saw the difficulty 
well, I'm just one of these old-fashioned people, and um, you're a Gemini. Geminis are the, you know, not very steady people. Like we said, Scorpios, they'll stick with something forever and ever and ever and ever. Gemini says, I am looking for a long-term boyfriend. Notice, Anne did not ask for a husband. Anne did not ask for a soulmate. Anne did not ask for the father of her children. Anne did not ask for a man who would marry her, get into a 30-year mortgage, and end up on Social Security together in their golden years. Anne asked for a long-term boyfriend, which already says, I'm looking for something temporary, but longer than the last one. Now, that's not a bad thing to ask for, but the reading also seems to indicate that there's some sort of a problem with that, this older man image just comes back, back, back in all the cards and in the geomantic reading. Um, there may be an ancestor who says, what do you mean you want a long-term boyfriend? A girl, get a husband. And that may be something, a blockage caused by this ancestral spirit. Just my feeling on it, my take on it, having worked with a lot of ancestors, they they don't want that fiddling around to keep on going for too long. Some of them don't believe in fiddling around. Now, I'm not going to say that having a long-term boyfriend or a short-term boyfriend or a pick-up and hook-up for the night is wrong, but it was an interesting question because the answers responded to that question. Now, I'm going to give you some spells for a long-term boyfriend. We often use, um, oh, you know, things like catnip and Damiana for, you know, hot sex, put a little ginger in. We might use a... Uh, oh, an oil like Kiss Me Now to get kissed right now. Have a have a hookup. Fast Luck is another one. Fast Luck mixed with Kiss Me Now. It's a fabulous combination. That is for the um, the short term. Now it can turn into something long, but it's not a long term solution. So for the long term love, when we talk about doing work, we usually talk about something a little more complex. So love me would be a good one, but not marriage oil. She doesn't want marriage oil, but love me oil would be a good one. And um, you might also have come to me oil is another good one. You want someone who's going to be with you for the long term, but not necessarily to marry. So I would get uh, two candles. Uh, They can be two plain candles. They can be two figural candles of a man and a woman. And uh, let's just say we used a figural candle of a man and a woman, and we... uh, place them on a table or a bureau or something uh, with some space between them. Let's put about seven, eight inches between them. And um, you want to have them on some sort of a, something that will protect the surface of your uh, countertop. So a piece of aluminum foil, one of those, whatever. I don't like anything too ugly, like one of those old baking dishes you had lasagna and you thought you could scrub it all out. Nah, not that. But something nice. A brass tray, something of that nature. And you're going to um, dress these two candles, and you're going to name them. You're going to name one for yourself. You take a pin, and you can carve up the spine or around the base or however you like to do it. You can carve all over it your name. And on the man, you're going to carve my future long-term boyfriend because that's what you got. That's what you want, my long-term boyfriend. 
Okay, and you're going to address these candles very carefully with great attention to their details. In other words, anatomical details. You, you know, you put a little bit of the oil on your bosom, and you say, well, you know, love, love my bosom. It's so beautiful, and love my belly, and love, you know, here's my sex, and it's all for you. Here's my coochie. Just love it. You can rub oil on it. Love the beauty of my feet. Love the beauty of my hands. Love the beauty of my face. And you're going to oil yourself all on the front. And you can also oil yourself all on the back. Love my beautiful back. Love my beautiful behind. All right? Whatever you're going to say. Then you're going to dress that man candle with the oil. And uh, yours has come to me. Right? His is going to be the love me. And you're going to say, um, I love your manly chest. I love your beautiful face. I love the clarity of your eyes. You're going to dress it all. Oh, I, I just, uh, you know, I love your nice you know, nine-inch dick, whatever you're going to say. I mean, whatever it is you want to love, you know. And, uh, you know, I love your, I, I like, I love your uh, uh, tight little behind, and it, it's just so cute, you know. I love the, the the long toe bones that you bring to this relationship, whatever it's going to be, you know. I love the money in your hands. I love the I love the love in your hands. I love your heart. I love, you know, whatever it is you like. I love, I love that six-pack abs, whatever you're going to ask for. If, if you don't care about six-pack abs, if you don't care if he's sloppy, you just say, you know, I I love you for whatever your body holds for me. And you may get a sloppy-looking man. That's okay, too, because some people like him that way. Once you dress these two candles, you're going to um, uh, pray now for them to come together. And you can pray from the Song of Solomon. I know people who read the entire Song of Solomon out of the Bible from first to last, the whole darn thing, while they're lighting those candles. And you can read chapter 4. That's a shorter, kind of meaty part of it. And you're going to bring these two candles together. Now, if you want to make a talisman, you can also have uh, two little uh, lodestones and have one with each and have them brought together and put the little lodestones with magnetic sand, dress them, feed the he, feed the she, and put them in a little bag. That would be something nice. Or a little cowrie shell and a little um, little stone that, or something like a crystal that looks like a penis, whatever, however you like it. When you get them together at the, at the end, you're going to bind them up together. But however you do it, you can make an amulet of it or just do the two candles. You're going to bring them together. Now, some people would dress these candles with more than the oils. They might put on some catnip and they might put some damiana and all that. You don't have to. It's it just the two candles alone is is a good thing. And you're just going to pray. And you might also write out a paper. And for instance, if you're going to do them on a on a tray, you might put under the tray something you know like "Bring my lover to me," whatever. When you're all done. All the wax has burnt down, and it's going to, every day you're going to move those candles closer. You're going to burn them for maybe 15 minutes a day and move them a little closer. Don't blow them out. Snuff them out. Burn them closer and closer and closer. When it's all done, you're going to have a big puddle of wax. If you can't read wax signs, you can photograph that and ask for a reader, a 10-minute reading, please read my wax signs. There's plenty of us who do that, who are professionals. We're not going to charge you $1,200 to read your wax. It'll be a few dollars. Um, Reverend Ernest at uh, Missionary Independent, uh, he reads wax puddles really well. And anybody, Miss Michael, you read wax puddles, right? That's right. Well, sure she does. And, yes, um, I do. And, yeah, well, it's called uh, seromancy or wax reading. But we're going to read those. But you can maybe do it yourself. If you see a heart, well, that's all for the good. If you see that the two candles don't have any wax and they just burn away from each other with black soot at the center, mm, you might want to do the spell again because it's not working. But whatever you could do, you're going to read that. 
And um, then you can take that wax and you can, uh, oh, put it under your doorstep or in your backyard or something like that or just keep it around your property, bury it. And that is to draw someone to you to have them become enchanted with you. Now, once you meet this person who you think is like on your radar, somebody who might be that long-term love, do the whole spell over again, but this time carve his name on it, right? Uh, Jack Smith, whatever, and your name. And uh, Jack Smith, now come to me, now come to me, right? Now love me, love me, right? And um, that will be a little bit more powerful. By then you'll probably be coming pretty good at this candle work. And um, if you want him to move in with you, do hey, do it again. Now people ask, what color candle? Well, I often will work with two white candles to begin with, two pink candles when I meet the man, and two red candles when I want him to move into my house or make love with me on a regular basis. That's just an old-fashioned way of working, white, pink, and red. Um, white will attract almost anybody and let them show their stuff and make an offer to you. And pink is for romance and friendship and kindness. And some of them may not end up your lover, but they may end up a good long-term friend. But red is for the hot stuff, and that's don't jump to third base first. You want to run around the bases in order. And then when you finally come together, you're going to run a marriage candle and not be running two separate candles anymore. All right, that's what I have to say. Um, anybody have any suggestions? How about you, Michael? Yeah, I'm thinking you've got this, we both found this blockage from this this old man figure in your past, uh, mm-hmm. may even still mm-hmm. be alive, but you can put the life, you can write out a little summary of the life lessons that are tripping you up that you got from this mm-hmm. source. Things like, uh, oh, for instance, no sex before marriage. If it turns out that doesn't work for you, write that down. Whatever it is that's getting in your way, that's making you hold back, write that out. Wrap it up around uh, a basil leaf. And, uh, yeah, just a basil leaf. And mm-hmm. tie it up with black thread, because you want to banish it. And you drop it into a stream. And you say, these are the false life lessons that I dismiss from my life and my love life forever. Hmm. Hmm. That's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just drop them into a stream of water. Now, I'm going to make a comment because, again, I know I've had so many clients. But you on the radio show, you said drop it in a stream of water. Can I use a lake? What does Miss mm-hmm. Michael say? Can I use a lake? No. you got to know. Because the lake is still, like it's still. <laughs> but, you want to wash it away, send it away. That's right. And then, um, uh, you know, then other people say, "Well, what about an agricultural canal?" Yeah, that's okay. That's moving. You want moving water, mm-hmm. okay? And then the other question: <laughs> Can I flush it down the toilet? That's moving water. No, no, dear. <laughs> no. Don't be flushing it down the toilet. Okay. Oh my. Um, um, I, I get these questions all the time, so I always try to pay play a 52 pickup behind everybody you know what I'm saying <laughs> put all the cards back in order when she says throw it in a stream to dismiss it she means a stream okay yeah. thank you Miss Michael that was beautiful alrighty uh, we're going to have our fabulous uh, technical network schedule announcement <laughs> Thank you. 
The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, Fit and Foxy, Madame Nadia and Jaya Danya, Wednesdays, 6 to 7, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7, all time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment with Miss Michael of hoodoofoundry.com in Willits, California. Take it away, Miss Michael. <laughs> Okay, I had to unmute my mic. All right, now um, this is um, this is a variation on a spell I call shutting down the jinx omatic. Everybody, hear me? Okay. Yeah, we hear you fine. Shutting down okay, the jinx omatic. Cool. Okay, and I have it on my website, and the URL is long and complicated, so I made a bitly. Uh, URL, a short one that redirects to my site. It's bit.ly slash j-i-n-x-o-m-a-t-i-c bit.ly slash jinxomatic. Okay, now I'm going to perform it right now. This is based on uh, the false prophet Balaam and how the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, your way is perverse before me. Uh, you can't say anything uh, except what I tell you to say. He had been hired to curse Israel. He couldn't do anything but bless them. Okay. So tonight we're going to work on Michael Dorson, who is Trump's latest uh, nominee for head of the Environmental Protection Agency. And you know, himself is on a campaign to make all the agencies destroy themselves. So here's how I'm going to do it. Behold, Michael Dorson, the angel of the Lord has gone out to withstand thee, because thy way is perverse before God. You have sinned. Go your way. But only the word of the Lord shall you speak, and this is the word of the Lord. Jeremiah 2.7 I brought you into a fertile land to eat its fruit and rich produce, but you came and defiled my land and made my inheritance detestable. Leviticus 25:23 and 24. The land is mine, and you are but aliens and my tenants. Throughout the country that you hold as a possession, you must provide for the redemption of the land. Job 12:7. But ask the animals, and they will teach you, or the birds of the air, and they will tell you, or speak to the earth, and it will teach you, or let the fish of the sea inform you. Isaiah 11:9. You will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Michael Dorson, this is the word of the Lord. This is what you will think. This is what you will do. This is what you will know and believe and teach in every public and private utterance. So I decree. And for so it must be, for so it is today. Wow. Wow. And now that it's going is, to be in the archives. Uh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you. Now, I'm looking at your page, 
And mm-hmm. this is various suggestions, but that particular prayer that you just preached, is mm-hmm. is that on that page? Not no. yet. I'll put it up tonight. Okay, you're okay. going to put it up tonight, baby. Right. I hope so, because that was phenomenal. Thank that you. was amazing. And, um, and yeah, add it to that web page, baby. That is something. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you. This is, Thank you. back when I was young, we used to call that praying someone down. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, pray, um, you, you use the righteous word of God to pray them yeah. down. Mhm. Yeah. Um like like uh, Shirley Je- Shirley Caesar used to sing uh Satan we're going to tear your kingdom down. That's right. Satan yeah. we're going to tear yeah. your kingdom down. That's that is and it and in in fact in that book that you guys wrote Hoodoo Bible Magic mm-hmm. there's the lyrics to um that uh, that song Hitler in Hell. I've um yeah, I've used that sermon, one to yeah. pray on people too. That sermon mm-hmm. Hitler in Hell. Hitler, you must come down. And it's an oldie but a goodie. But I'm telling you, there's some people right now who must come down. And um yep. a Lots. good prayer a good prayer is powerful. Powerful. Yeah. Very powerful. Yeah. Wow. So if we can get everybody uh, praying that or something like it. Yeah. You know, call yeah. your call your congressman and then pray this or the other way around. Mhm. Wow. Mhm. Well, you know, uh truth to tell, I, I I was born Jewish and we've had a lot of trouble in this world. Um mm-hmm. and so we have a lot of prayers for the removal of um evil uh government. I mean, we mm-hmm. we we've just we there's a lot of prayers in the Bible about that. And um there have been a lot of other people who've come through trial and tribulation and and have uh, utilized those prayers. But with the way you prayed that, and now you had some New Testament stuff in there, I do believe, but even so, that had that Old Testament ring of authority. And there's mm-hmm. no authority like that Old Testament. I'm going to tell you, that's the old school. That is, you know, if God condemns, no man can save. If God condemns, yep. no man mm-hmm. yep. can build up again. If God tears Donald Trump down, he will fall. Ollie, you're just humming along. Ollie, what do you say? Oh, I was about to say, the Old Testament is one of the best places to turn for prayers of this kind. And in particular, mm-hmm. in prayers for dealing with justice, for uh, unjust rulers, for iniquity. I mean, it, it, it's just full of verses that you can call upon. Um, I mentioned earlier uh, a verse that I use, and I think con- looking to the Old Testament for both inspiration and prayer is great, especially at a time like this when there is a great deal of injustice and there is unjust rulers, and call up- calling upon them to be removed and cast down with a righteous heart, full uh, and full of righteousness, speaking on behalf of the marginal and vulnerable people. That's what we should be doing right now. Yep. Yeah. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in something else. I know one friend of mine, um, he got a dartboard. You know one of those kind of I don't know what yeah. they mean, but you know dartboard with the little wire things and the little whatever. Mm-hmm. He's he just he just pinned up the people he wanted to. You know it's like picking a doll and sticking pins in it, but he's throwing darts at them. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. And um, and he's doing it. He does it every day just, you know, as a meditation. He just, you know, just I'm going to throw a dry. See how close I can get. You must come down. Uh, uh, Donald mm-hmm. Trump, you must come down. <laughs> throw us mm-hmm. a dart. And um, so there are, that's that's the kind of magic that simple people do with a great deal of power because of the conviction of their thoughts. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. another thing that we might uh, consider is the prayer chain. Go to the Crystal Silence League. That's at uh, crystalsilence.org and post your political prayers. Pray mm-hmm. for the safety of this yeah. planet. Pray for the safety of the people and pray for an end to this rule of incompetent madmen. Okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, these people are right. crazy. You know? And yeah. uh, Lady Marie Tarot in the chat room says, Johnny Cash, God's going to cut you down. That's another good one. And the Crystal mm-hmm. Silence League is always there to host your prayers, and other people will join you. And as we say, where more people pray, more happens. All right. Well, we're going to thank you, Miss Michael. That was just fantastic. Let's turn this over to Papa Newt. Then after he makes his uh, little end announcements, we're going to all come back and say goodbye. Thank you, Miss Kat and Conjurmano Lee, and thank you, Miss Michael of HoodooFoundry.com and Willits, California, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers will be Chaz Bogan at ChazBogan.com in Will, uh, Walnut Creek, California. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Kat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Contraman Ali at theconjurman.com in Mission Bay Hill, California. I'm your announcer, Papa New, joining you from PapaNew.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Work Hour can be heard every week live on Long Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive by LuckyMojo.com slash RadioShow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jugman playing the Jug. And Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you. Quick reminder, <laughs> we're going to have the apprenticeship for my students April 9th to 13th, 2018. The Hoodoo Heritage Festival will be held in Santa Rosa in connection with the Mystic Fair. We're teaming up together to bring Sonoma County back from the wildfires and restore our occult community. And this is going to be April uh, 14th and 15th. So put that on your calendar. Um, and it's going to be a little different this time because it is going to be in Santa Rosa. But we hope a lot of people will be able to come. It's right off the 101. You don't have to go out into the boonies or the toolies. All right. Thank you, Miss Michael, for being with us. And thank you, Contraband Ollie. Always a pleasure. Good night. Always Good night, a pleasure. All. Good night. <laughs>